Houston real estate agents get busted commission steering and the Swan Pole 200 is out. We're going to talk about it all next on Tool Time. I'm Tom Tool. She's Sarah Timon. We've got a real estate heavy show on Tool Time today, mainly because there's nothing else going on except coronavirus vaccinations. We've determined there's no local news anymore, and that's it. So there is some stuff happening in the real estate world. And, and the first story, Sarah, we just talked about this. It's pretty wild. It's uh, There were recordings of Houston real estate agents. And, like, Houston's had some problems this year. I mean, they, they just got to get out of their own way here. Um about brokerages and real estate agents commission steering when it came to Rex real estate listings, which are known to not cooperate with other agents. That's how they're set up. So the quote specifically, and I don't know how they got this recording. This is actually a, a different question because I know you need two-party consent in Pennsylvania. So like, how did this come out? The quote is this, and I'll let you take it. I'm not even going to show the home to them, to be honest with you. I can't help you sell something that's wiping out my profession. What do you think about all this? Pretty controversial. Yeah. So the fact that they got that on a recording, I mean, it's kind of hard for uh, whoever said that to <laughs> defend themselves. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, Rex does not cooperate um, with other agents, meaning here like in PA, if you're on the MLS, it states um, what the buyer agent is going to get as their commission. Um, with this, Rex is only charging the sellers, I think somewhere around 2.5%. Um, and then it's kind of up to the buyer to work out their, how they're going to get paid. So I think basically what the agent was saying here was exactly what he said. He's not even gonna, he's not even gonna go show it, um, which you need to have the best interest in mind of your buyer. So if this is a home that fits your buyer. It's the right one. The numbers make sense. I mean, you kind of need to always be thinking about what is best what is best for your buyer and how you're going to help them. And that's not to say that you're going to do this for free and that you're not going to get paid. Yeah. You just need to figure out either how to work that into the deal, saying when you submit your offer, you know, this is what our offer is, but this is what the commission portion would be. Or the other option would be to have that discussion with your buyer before going in. Basically, there's two different ways that we can approach this. We can try and work it in to where it's a traditional situation where the seller is paying the, mm -hmm. the commissions or that could come from you. And you need to have that discussion uh, to figure out how you're going to handle it. But ultimately, you need to look for the best interest um, of your buyer and take them to the homes that are going are gonna to work for them. Well, we, we were just talking about that part. And I think that's really relevant. Like sometimes, like I know I've sold homes where I haven't made anything. I've made very little and you were helping the person, right? We just had the same conversation with someone that you're currently working with, like literally right now. And, you know, th th that that's really important. And that's maybe the difference between a good agent and a great agent. I don't know that every agent is going to do that. And certainly they're probably not going to do it all the time. But there's also a lifetime value to a client. Well, maybe that person refers you somebody. Like, there's more to get out of it than just the, the one-off sale. So I think that that's a really great observation on your part. When I look at this, one thing I just Googled here. So Texas only is one-party consent for wiretapping. So it was legal. That makes a little more sense. I mean, that you know, I'm glad I don't live there um, in some ways. The thing about this that I, I kind of question is I know how Rex operates in our market. Well, they'll put the listings like just on Zillow but nowhere else. So – like, is that really the best thing for the seller? Like, is having less exposure better? And the answer is usually no. Right. Like, they're not – it doesn't seem to me that they're having the best interest for their 
seller either, you know? So it's, you can't have it always. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, you go on their website, right? So it, it says like, you can actually plug in your address, what you think your home's worth. And they say Rex fee at X percent. And they, they, they quote it on their website is two and a half. But then there's like an asterisk. It says it starts at two and a half and there might be additional fees that apply. So it's probably not as good as it's cracked out to be normally. Uh, what, what the interesting thing about this story is, you know, Rex suspended operations in Houston and they wanted access to lockboxes and everything else. The point is you got to become like a member of the board and you have to do certain things to get all this access. And I don't know if that's in their business model because they're low revenue, low margin. And the, the thing I see here is that like in a seller's market, you can probably get away with this, right? When the market shifts and you got tons of inventory and it's harder selling homes because that's not the case right now, this business model probably doesn't fly. And ultimately, you're, you know, we've got an obligation to the consumer to make a continuous and good faith effort to find a buyer for their home. Mm-hmm. I kind of question if that's really happening here. Right. And I think that's the problem with discount brokers in general. I think shame on those people for saying, one, you know, just, just saying that because that's not the right thing to do. And the, the reality is they're probably not the only agents that feel that way. So I think that, that, that's, the, that's the problem with the story. And I don't think these discount brokerages are ever going to go away. Sure. Yeah. But I do agree that they're not necessarily doing the best that they can for their sellers to get them out and, you know, as much exposure as, as they possibly mm-hmm. can. I mean, the trade-off there is they're paying potentially a, a smaller commission fee, but um, I guess as long as everybody's transparent and knows what you're getting, I mean, it's, it's how anything goes. You get what you pay for. So um, I guess just making sure everybody's aware of, of what you're getting and, and what's going on. Well, and you bring up a good point. Transparency is the biggest thing here. Like, I mean, so I, I, sometimes there are consumers say they weren't aware of something they didn't know. And I mean, we're, we're pretty, you know, our operation here is like, hey, everything's in writing. It's been documented one, two, three times, usually two or three. And that model's going to work for some people. You know, the question is, are they going to get the best result? Are they going to get the most money? And maybe in this market they can because there's nothing else out there. However, when the market changes, it's not going to be the case. And, and there's a lot of data out there that shows when people try to sell on their own, they sell for more and walk away with more when they use an agent than if they do it on their own. So I don't know if this is that different. And you really have to see like what's involved. Like, are they going to do professional photography? Are they going to do video? Are they going to get it on all the appropriate sites besides Zillow? That, yeah. that, that to me is, is the question here. So, you know, it's, it's unfortunate these people got recorded. Um, I think that that's, and, and there's, um, you know, th- th- this led to like a proposed settlement between NAR and the DOJ based on these lawsuits that are going on that um, you can't filter by commissions anymore in the MLS. I don't think you could ever do that here. Or if they did, I just didn't know about it. I mean, that's not even something like crosses my mind. So, uh, but there's people out there, that's how they operate. So that's where it's important to hire the right agent on the buy side too. Someone that's not like desperate for business, but is ready to help you because that's really what it's all about. So that's what we got on Rex. Very, very uh, exciting. I still can't believe the one-party consent. Like, isn't that crazy to you? Like, yeah, you, someone can record you and you don't have to consent to it? Right, right. It's a little sneaky. Apparently, it's like that in New Jersey, too, um, which I was not aware of until someone told me. Yeah, so if, you're, if you go over the border, be careful, guys. Next story, I find this pretty interesting from like a, like an industry level, is the Swanpole 200 just came out. So if you don't know what that is, Stefan Swanpole, he's a um, – basically is like a – like a, like a real estate researcher or an analyst. And he comes out and he comes out with a report every year like this thick of all the trends in real estate. And they rank all the brokerages and all the CEOs and all the companies. And I, I've seen him speak before. I've been to his event. Really, really informative. And they come out each year with the Power 200, which are the 200 most influential people in real estate. 
We've narrowed it down to the top 10. Yeah, we're not going, we're going to go over all 200 (laughs) right now. Get ready. Um, Well, we looked at the top 10. I think we're actually, we'll give them to you real quick and then give us, give your, give some observations here because that's really what we're, we're talking about. So number one, Richard Barton with Zillow. Number two, Gary Keller with Keller Williams. Number three, Ryan Schneider, CEO of Rilogy. Number four, Gino Bafari, the uh, CEO and chairman of Home Services in Berkshire Hathaway. Number five, Glenn Sanford from EXP. Number six, Glenn Kelman from Redfin. Number seven, and this was actually a shared one. It's Robert Refkin and, and uh, from from Compass, and then his uh, the, the president from Compass as well. Number eight, Bob Goldberg, CEO of NAR. Number nine, Adam Canto, CEO of Remax. Number ten, Eric Wu of Open Door. So. Tell me, give me your observations on this. I mean, I think it's like, I, to me, this is like who are the most influential companies as many as much as it is the person in my view. But what, what do you think, Sarah? Sure. So I think the the trend that we've kind of taken from this is that about a third of those are tech disruptors, mm-hmm. which kind of shows where the industry is going and what this means down the line. We also looked back at what this report was um, back a few years before, and some of these names were not even on the radar. So they're coming up fast. They're coming up strong. And I think it's a good indication of kind of where things are going in the future. So, you know, the tech disruptors are are uh, on the field. They're they're here. Well, I, and I, that, that that's a really great point because if you look at I, I pulled up the 2016 numbers and we, we got the top five. It was Realogy, Home Service, and it was different people then with some of them too. So I'm just going to give you the companies: Realogy, Home Services, Zillow, uh, Gary Keller with Keller Williams and NAR. And now obviously it's a little more diverse and. Not only do you see these tech disruptors, but typically like when you run a business, like you, like two thirds of what you do is like tried and true and one third is testing. Sure. And that's right in line with the way this stacks up. Uh, Richard Barton being number one, the second year in a row. We said this before the show. It's, it's a Zillow world right now in real estate and we are just living in it. Over 70% of consumers go to Zillow or truly like they're on there. So, I mean, to me, that's and, and, and they're, they're a tech company. They're a big disruptor. And it speaks to like the battle going on between the tech companies on one side. And I would put. Zillow, uh, Redfin, and Open Door, and we'll talk about them in a second. On one side, and then you got like your more traditional brokerages. Obviously, EXP is a little little different than, than some of the others with their cloud based format. But a lot of these are like the tried and true real estate companies that we've seen for years. So, you know, my view of this is the the biggest surprise to me is Open Door coming in at number ten. Like that is an iBuyer company, and we have never seen that before. So. That tells me that's not going away. And I've seen Richard Barton like sit on stage at the Swan Pool and say, I've, I'm open doors a threat. Sure. Those are the words coming out of his mouth. And I think you're going to see more of that with people that want these like transactions where money's not the most important thing. And they just want to get out of their house and sell. And especially the way the market is right now, I'd imagine an iBuyer offers better than it was even a year or two ago. Right, exactly. So a couple other observations here real quick. Tom Ferry coming up, coming in number 64. Tom, nice job. Uh, you're, you're, you're our boy, obviously. Greer Allen with Boomtown, number 144. And Connor McCluskey with Bomb Bomb at 120. And I think that shows how important like having some strategic partners are if you're in the real estate business because these are people that are providing a service, whether it's coaching, um, a CRM website platform, or video. Sure. Like You've got to have these strategic partnerships, and they're providing a lot of value. I mean, we use all those things every day it, right. just here. So... Anything else you want to add to the list, Sarah? I mean, we, you know, we want to just kind of give props to some people, look at it. Any any parting shots you got? No, I mean, I think you pretty much covered it there. Um, and it'll be interesting to see, I'm sure, next year when the list comes out, Zillow will still be right up at the top. So um, 
we'll we'll keep our eye on it. Well, that would be now if they're not number one, that would be a story. I think yeah. that's going to be really interesting. That means something crazy happened, which very well could be the case. So, uh, a lot of real estate stuff today. We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for watching.